Welcome to church. I'm Stephanie, your atheist Jezebel, host of Your Atheist Pastor. Joe Payne is my guest for this interview. He's a lifelong atheist, a journalist, a musician, a piano tuner, and one of the coolest, smartest people I know. Please see the show notes to find him on YouTube under Political Payne, P-A-Y-N-E. I suggest you follow him everywhere you can because Joe is one of the rare people that thinks before he speaks and researches ahead of time. We need more Joes in the world of journalism and in the world at large. Enjoy. Well, today my featured interview is Joe Payne. Hello. Hi, Joe. Hey, Stephanie. How are you doing? Good. How about you? I am well. COVID-free as far as I know. Me, no too. Symptoms, so. yeah. <laughs> Me too. And we're going to try to keep it that way, right? Yeah. Well, you know, wear a mask and science is real, et cetera, et cetera. What? So. No, it is not. <laughs> Actually, I've heard that it is on pretty good authority. So. <laughs> and, um, okay. We'll get into that, but it wasn't God that told you that, right? Nope. No. Nope. All right. We could talk. Yeah, I, I wondered what, where you wanted to start because <laughs> my experience uh, with religion is a lot different from a lot of your guests, I would say. Yeah. So let me ask you this first question. Well, okay. Let's start with where are you from, Joe? I'm from Santa Maria, California, born and raised. Uh, lived a lot in Orchid, but it's all Santa Maria. Yeah. Um, so that's which, where I'm from. Which for non-California people is Santa Barbara County. The most the northern coast. part, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's the central coast, like halfway between L.A. and the Bay Area. Santa Maria is actually the most populous area on the central coast, like between Ventura and Salinas, basically. Right. right. And, and uh, Agtown, very conservative town. Lots of religion, lots of stuff like that. So, <laughs> No kidding. And that's about, what, 30 miles south of where I'm at in San Luis Obispo. Yep. So we're pretty close yes. together. So pretty now much. we know where Joe's from. and. Yep. Uh, me. How long have you been an atheist? Um, you know, probably, probably my whole life. Uh, if I if I'm honest about it, like, uh, I I feel very lucky in that I was kind of gifted with a critical thinking mind from a very early age. Me too. And yeah, and it, I I remember. I remember specifically hearing comments from an adult in my life about race very early on. And I'm talking like old enough to look up literally to this person and thinking, yeah. I can't trust, I can't trust this person completely. And I remember I that too. Them. Yeah. Yeah. I remember yeah, it, it, I was four and, and I remember wow. the comment and I'm just thinking, well, why, why would that matter? <laughs> you know? Exactly. And, and I and didn't get it. Yeah. Especially when you have personal experience that goes against those ideas you're kind of like what you know what about my friends what about that doesn't make sense right you know? so so what what was the what was the incident that made you realize that um it was just a comment made by an adult in my life that mm -hmm. was you know racial and mm -hmm. you know questionable and just based on my own personal experience with our neighbors you know people who, kids that literally live right next to us like what does that have anything to do with anything you know i just right it didn't make sense but so as time went on um 
my it, it was interesting because then you start to make friends my if my parents did anything right i i, I mean no okay I don't, <laughs> i'm afraid they'll hear this and get I like know. really upset i've been trying super hard not to say that <laughs> yeah yeah no my parents did a lot of things right but i i would say one of the things they did right was to not raise me with like a strict ideology or this is who we are this is what we believe type of thing i love that and i yeah i'm really l- lucky for that um but so you know we weren't raised in a church but you know they weren't very religious people my mom like i would say believe believed believes in god you know and um but a very like nebulous you know whatever you want it to mean idea of god right right and uh I think I think my dad once told my sister, she goes, Daddy, what's God? And he goes, a myth, you know. Oh, <laughs> so, nice. <laughs> like, those are the most overt things. But like, I, I didn't hear that when I was a kid. So I, I don't ever remember being like raised being like, this is what we believe. And then I got to the age where you start making friends with people mm-hmm. who uh, are religious. You start mm-hmm. making friends with kids who are religious. Or you married them. And, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, that too. <laughs> but um, um, I remember being friends with this kid and uh the, his family was religious but it's like when you're a kid you don't i mean we might have had conversations about it but we were more interested in like, like legos and tinker toys and as it should be swimming yeah right and yes. but so i remember one time we went as families my my parents and his parents and me and him went to their church and so there was a big program that the parents were all a part of in the sanctuary or whatever but then we just again went off to the kids' room, played with Tinker Toys and and Hot Wheels or whatever. Right. And um, you know, out but out there, I remember my parents telling me years later, like, oh yeah, it was a total revivalist thing. They were like doing the whole like come up here and get saved. Oh, and no. you know, my pa- friends' parents were kind of like side eyeing my parents, like, are you gonna are you gonna go? Are you why not? Why aren't you going? You know. <laughs> and so yeah. that that's kind of how my parents <laughs> were. Um, but later they did take me to. Um, they took all of us, my, my bro- older sister and younger brother. I'm a middle child. But um, they took us to this place I just call the hippie church, which is Unity. Oh, yeah. Uh, have you ever heard? Yeah, yeah. Unity in, in Orchid, the Unity Chapel of Light, mm-hmm. you know, and like the, the, the pastor there is like just a guy, you know, who yeah. after he left, he ended up like he, hawking his books of poetry and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Oddly sexual poetry. But anyway, yeah, he, well, um, it's a rainbows and unicorn church for sure. I like yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> and so like way. one one week you'd hear some of the Psalms and he'd talk about Jesus. And then the next week he's talking about Krishnamurti. And then after that, you know, it's just it was all kinds of different stuff. There, there were it was very interfaith. There were folks there who, who were Jewish descent and they would make latkes around passover we learned nice. about that so it was a multicultural uh, you know interfaith experience um but you know i remember you know that didn't preclude it from being boring and you know all, <laughs> all the all the things that church can be when you're a kid like right <laughs> you have fun playing with the kids on the playground but then other than that it's like what am what are we doing you know why am exactly. i learning what, about this what's the of point thing? of this yeah all i remember yeah. is my mom tried to send us to like bible school in the summer one time and my brother wet his pants, and then we got to go home. <laughs> that's, pretty much, that's pretty much all I remember. All I remember from the message was coloring grapes. So that was the part I cared about was just coloring, and, you know, it was fun. But, nice. Yeah, I don't remember go, nothing yeah. else about it. Um, the, yeah, you know, but I, the multicultural thing is is very interesting. I, I think if we are going to do stuff, like, around religion, it would be fun to embrace it in the cultural way rather than the actual I believe this is a for real thing way, <laughs> you know, like it's a fun holiday. Yeah. Go yeah. from there. I, 
I'm, I, it's interesting. I really take for granted because, you know, I got a lot in college. I was kind of like hippie with my thoughts. I like smoked a couple joints on the way to astronomy class. What? The Big Bang, like that <laughs> must be God, man. You know, I did that thing, but uh, then I just kind of realized like, that's silly and stupid. Like we're just putting a term God on the universe, which is a thing that we understand and yes. know through science and intellectual pursuit. And I'm just, I'm, I'm using old language. I'm carrying dead people's baggage, so right. to speak. And, right. but, uh, you know, so I came to atheism in my twenties, like as far as being like the hardcore militant, Richard Dawkins, really? uh, you know, oh yeah, Christopher Hitch. I got all into Hitchens and Harris mm -hmm. and Dawkins and uh, my wife and I would listen to the atheist experience for hours on end. You uh, know, I was listening they, to that on the way here, as a matter of fact. Yeah, they, just, <laughs> they have a backlog of YouTube videos of oh. people humiliating themselves and it's just fun and entertaining. It is fun. Yeah, and um, it's interesting because like, it's also definitely tied to politics with me. And I guess we could kind of dovetail this into mentioning I am a journalist and I have a, uh, a website where I'm doing my own journalism and uh, um, a YouTube channel and stuff, Political Pain, politicalpain.com, uh, P-A-Y-N-E pain. Um, but I remember like when I was when I was young and I'm talking like junior high, formative years, adolescence, right? Right. Like I remember politics and religion, like understanding, oh, like. Uh, like just trying to understand what politics was even mm -hmm. and then realizing like religion has something to do with this right it shouldn't but for actually for your age it definitely does even more than for me uh you know i mean what the, well okay let's the, i'll tell you the first thing i remember seeing on Go color tv is watergate so i've always had a somewhat Ooh skeptical view of politics <laughs> put it that way well, that's <laughs> just, an interesting for that to be your formative that's experience. what i remember you know i was like seven when that all went down it was the flintstones and watergate that's what i remember <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> for I, I remember vaguely that like monica Lewinsky was a thing but i didn't mm -hmm. know what it really was right because right. you know parents were like well we don't you know it's just, they're mad at him okay yeah they're mad at the press right right like, why but you that know? was a big deal too because because you know you're a kid and the parents are like well i don't want to tell them what really happened you know <laughs> yeah but um junior high was when uh, um 9 11 happened well and yeah. so yeah i kind of i delineate millennials i'm early batch millennial and then there's late batch millennials. Some call them zillennials. And I say, if you can't remember 9-11 when it happened, yeah. you're the late batch millennial. And um, so uh, let me just back up really quick. Cause like, that yep. was just like, whoa, that was, that was obviously a crazy thing to witness. But before that, I started trying to understand what politics meant. And I had friends growing up, uh, um, you know, uh, or a friend growing up, he's part of a big family and they were quite religious and um, they were from Texas. Uh, originally the parents and then they lived out here for whatever reason and uh <laughs> so i just remember like certain things coloring their religious views coloring certain of our interactions and like one was like i was really into reading harry potter and my friend couldn't read it uh no <laughs> yeah right and then, until now right <laughs> yeah and i remember like having my first discussion slash arguments with an adult about something and it was his mom and she was like well i saw this picture of a demon probing a baby's like head with a harry potter book or a little boy's and i was just like but that i was like but that i was trying to be like but those aren't real though you know <laughs> and it's not real man like i'm not going home and trying to do potions right? and, and uh, no. you know, summon, sacrifice goats or anything like that. I'm just 
it's a great fiction. It's a really good story. <laughs> no, 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 no. You know, so I was like, well, oh, that's weird. And then later in between uh, grade school and junior high, they moved back to Texas. And, um, you know, it, it, it was interesting. Yeah, it was just there was a lot of interesting stuff that happened. It was like a, one of those moments when you're it's first time out of the state, you're realizing like, oh, there's other places and yeah. people here aren't <laughs> quite don't quite think or talk like people where I'm from and that, you know, that you're having those experiences. And this is so much fun. I remember we're watching late night. I think it was Letterman and who goes on Letterman. Uh, but Arnold Schwarzenegger, I'd like to announce oh, my yeah. candidacy for the governor of California, right? <laughs> yes. And I was like, that was oh, good. okay. <laughs> yeah. And they were asking, thank you. And they were asking him about, you know, being running as a Republican in California. And I just like naively asked my friend's uh, mom, what's it like, what's the difference between a Democrat and a Republican, you know? Uh -oh. And like, yeah, all she could give me was she was like, the Democrats want to take your money. Yeah. And the Republicans want you to keep the money you earn. And that was like, <laughs> that was her whole explanation. And just with my other experience with her, I was like, I think there might be more to it than that. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Well, there's the big government, small government argument. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Or states' rights, which is mm -hmm. coded language for we get yes. to treat you know who here the way mm -hmm. we want to without mm -hmm. the federal government. And that, you right. know, that comes into the Civil War and the Lost Cosmos. I'm studying to be a history major as well. So, um, oh cool you know one of my big things is like dealing with myths and that we tell about american history and you realize that is very tied to re religious thinking yes. you know genocide of native americans manifest destiny right god right. this is god's plan um slavery was justified with the bible mm -hmm. oh you i know, know because yeah because the <laughs> bible gives you rules for slavery mm -hmm. you know and and um, there are just, you know, there's, you can go look up the speeches of Confederate preachers justifying the ownership of human beings with right. their Bible. And, and then you, you, you have to realize that game's still being played where, you know, um, you know, battles in the Supreme Court over, well, a religious organization, we should get to discriminate against people because it's what we believe you're if you don't let us discriminate you're discriminating against us right so <laughs> that that is the most stupid argument i've ever heard <laughs> it doesn't well, but it's, i it's get that they think argument. it makes sense yeah. sort of yes yeah, but but <laughs> but that's what that's what the south was arguing about slavery mm -hmm. hey this is oppression you're going to take away my liberty my right to property these human beings i have here um so you know and it's interesting because i like like i said i was really into uh dawkins and harris and hitchens mm -hmm. in my 20s and i um you know very uncritically and um and uh, you know and, and this is a discussion i really want to have in the atheist community these days is about um specifically well it's about a lot of things but um when trump happened Mm -hmm. um, because I will admit, I like a lot of people to the left, I kind of went to sleep uh, during Obama times. And th that's honest, because it was like, hey, Barry's got it. We we're doing It'll fine, be fine. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I, I would I was aware of the drone strike escalation mm -hmm. and stuff. like that. I'm like, that's well, that's not good. Right? right. So, you know, you have a critical eye always. But um, the something like really interesting to me happened in the atheist community like right before, during, and after 2016. And that was like the discussion around Islam and then this ongoing, you know, anger and, um, you know, fear of the left, right? And this 
capital the left and the left or cancel culture and they're coming for you and this and this and that and um you know like i kind of got duped into a lot of stuff uh but believing things that like you know well sam harris said it and you know you you find yourself being one of those stands online who's who's arguing you know and and really i just it was weird to me when because i'm a bernie guy hardcore i'm like you know i make i make no you know, uh, I don't, I don't hide that fact. Yeah. Um, and I, uh, I remember when he won, when he lost the primary in 2016 and Trump won yep. the Republican primary for me, it was like a splash of cold water. And I, yeah, I was just like, oh my gosh, like yeah. he could win, mm-hmm. he could win. And I've actually been paying attention to what he's been saying. Right. You know, right. I remember having a conversation with somebody or, who said he'd vote for him. It was like, I'm a one issue voter, buddy. Second Amendment, you know. Oh, well, OK. The other issue that they all vote on is abortion. Absolutely. To my absolutely. argument for that one with someone, you know, was was basically, well, what is the point? OK, so let's say you make abortion illegal. But what is the point if all the people are dead because this guy is in control? I mean, all the people are dead. There will be no babies to abort. So. What's the point? <laughs> you maybe yeah, want to think no. beyond that one issue and, you know. I think yeah. it's very telling just how, um, you know, how how quickly the the evangelical, evangelical or the conservative Christian right was to throw away every idea of family values. Right. Uh, you know, with the one of the most like morally compromised human beings, uh, you know, in our discourse. It's shocking. You know. Married multiple times, gloated on cheating on his wives. Yep. You know, uh, he's got uh, porn star scandals. Those are those. That's like the fun, um, but not that's anymore. Like the comic relief I mean, scandal yeah, that we, right? we laugh at. You know, for all, all between all the other ones. Yeah, but now he's been say? saved, Joe. He's been saved now. It's okay. It's all good. Oh yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, he. I remember. What did he say? I love me some Bible. That was one yeah. of his quotes. <laughs> And then when asked to, 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 you know, cite a, um, to cite a, uh, scripture, he right. says, I, no, I don't no, no. Yeah, it's like, what's your <laughs> favorite verse? Uh, <laughs> that's very personal. I don't want to talk about right. that. Okay. Right. That's right. perfect. Right. That's perfect. That's yeah, the exactly. opposite of what an evangelical does. That's all they talk about. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. um, it, and so, so I guess. I started like right around 2015 20, or more 2016. I was just like, wait, what's going on? Like what, you know, how, how did we get here? And I remember specifically, you know, people like Sam Harris saying like, Hey, like j- because Hillary Clinton won't like, you know, sound bigoted enough about Muslims, this is going to turn people to Trump wow. because he, you know, is so aggressive towards uh, Islam, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, Sam Harris is a whole, topic we could talk about how right the in, the inherit his like his lack of historical um scholarship or understanding of issues and you know he kind of he, his career has long been this game of like make a very controversial statement mm-hmm. then like back off to it read my full argument on my website about what i mean you know yeah. and, and everybody's acting in bad faith and i just kind of saw through that a bit and now i just like the the conversation i'm hoping to have around atheism and politics is like um you know just because somebody trump very well very well may be an atheist right, right. i mean he right. don't think he believes in much beyond himself <laughs> right. but if if you're if all your atheism is good for is like hating islam 
then, you know, well, you're going to find yourself aligned with some very nefarious people. And now we have a vice president Christian dominionist who is hardcore, you know, anti-science. He did a great mm -hmm. job with this coronavirus task force, oh, quite, yeah. like the, quite like the AIDS outbreak in his home state, right? I mean, it's just, you know, they're, they're praying at these meetings rather than, you know, listening to scientists, li you know, listening to the facts. You know, I mean, they only just started wearing face masks like a week or two ago. Right. right? So, but yeah, it's an dumb. <laughs> this anti-science um, ideology, you know, whether it's evolution in the schools, whether mm -hmm. it's climate change, you know, we're seeing the repercussions of that right now. Like it, it's not like they wouldn't that wouldn't influence them when it comes to something like a pandemic you know right right well and i'm i mean part of what terrifies me is the homeschoolers that are that are stuck at home and getting no exposure and it's not all yeah. homeschoolers there are really good ones um fade to gray network podcast there's a foreign toe she's got a great podcast about homeschooling but oh, interesting. but yeah and and there it's not easy to find a secular non-flat earth <laughs> not flat earth creationist you oh know curriculum it's not easy so, you know, yeah. like, like I always, I always say the scariest movie I ever saw was Jesus Camp. That's, it's that's terrifying. A, yeah, <laughs> it's a thriller, a white knuckle thriller. Right. For sure. but, um, people also have to realize that the push for charter schools mm -hmm. and school choice, you got to like, you got to see through the, the euphemism language that people use, you know, and then we're about school choice. And mm -hmm. it's like, they want a funded school that they can consume all like a product they can pick and choose what they want right so they can have their kids go to a school where they don't learn about evolution or they don't have to worry about you know uh, they don't want them to hear a certain american history you know i mean you you literally the the, the attack on um, education you know which you don't just see in public education you see it you know, when a lot of people are decrying the left and the college campus liberals are crazy, and da, 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 uh -huh. it's, you know, this is part of a larger culture war mm -hmm. that has been ongoing against scientific understanding, against sociology, against history. And it's because like we're, you know, when um, conservatives say, oh, these teachers are indoctrinating uh -huh. your kids to teach them to hate America. Uh, you know? Yeah, that's it. It's because they're teaching you American history and you're understanding so many things about it, you know, whether it's like how white supremacy was baked into the cake from the beginning right. or whether, uh, you know, just, the, um, you know, how religion came into play in that, you know, and, and how important it really was. One of the things the founding fathers got right was the, you know, I'm when that guy told me, like, I'm a one issue voter, Second Amendment. I said, did you read the first one? Yeah. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> right. As, as a journalist, freedom of the press, very important. Mm -hmm. But as an atheist, Congress shall enact no law respecting an establishment of religion. Yes. Like that isn't just freedom of religion. I get to have my religion. It's freedom from religion. Yes. So that's the place I give my money to. Freedom from religion foundation. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah, it is. Good it one. is. <laughs> but yeah, it's um okay. So. A lot of me, what I remember from history was that it was all made up. Like all I found out after <laughs> after getting out of school was that, yeah. wait, that's not, that's not exactly how that went down. I mean, I'm still yeah. having a hard time calling Native Americans Native Americans because, you know, everybody was Indian back then because Columbus yes. was an idiot and, and got lost, <laughs> <and doesn't> know, <laughs> you know, it's super confusing. Yeah. 
we were just listening to a thing about, you know, the baseball teams, Redskins and Indians. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, and, and this again, like... Or football, baseball. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so for me as atheists or secular humanists or whatever mm-hmm. you want to sure. um, call us, we have to be vigilant because I'm lucky enough that I don't walk around with all this stuff banging around in my head, like trying to just not fear hell, trying to not feel like a total, you know, like, like there's, you know, I'm, I'm under some cosmic magnifying glass, you know, uh, right. uh, being watched by every move by the totalitarian in the sky. Right. So mm-hmm. I don't deal with that. So uh, for me, like the myths that we tell as secular people, as atheists, you know, like you realize so much of American history. And, and like you said, that this is how it was taught, even in even when I was a kid in the 90s, you know, as uh, you know, I went to junior high and high school in the 2000s. Wow. Um, but, you know, it wasn't much better. It was better, but it wasn't much better. It was still like, you know, I remember singing songs about Columbus, and, <laughs> you know, like half the kids wore, you know, little uh, uh, construction paper, Native American headdresses, mm-hmm. and we sang the little songs for Thanksgiving, and the, in the <laughs> yeah, you know it was happy great, times. right? <laughs> Good stuff, yeah. And you, so you know, w- you know whether it's like George Washington chopped down the cherry tree, or you know like like that level, like we have a lot of myth myth making around our history, and I think it's on all of us to like take a long hard look at it and. Um, understand i mean i I think what we're seeing around the country and the world now um with the resurgence of black lives matter after the murder of george Mm -hmm. floyd is that you're seeing people um you know and tearing down all these monuments and uh, statues is you're seeing people really grappling people have done the research they have looked into the history Uh it's not indoctrination um to go back and read the cornerstone speech you know, which was given by, I believe, the vice president of the Confederacy about why are we doing this to preserve our right to slavery? You know what I mean? There's yeah. so many you could look to primary sources and, and see what was motivating people. And, um, you know, Columbus, I mean, just re- read some of his letters back and forth with his sons. They were uh, talk about Jeffrey Epstein. They were peddling <laughs> underage sex mm-hmm. slaves, chopping people up for not bringing enough gold, you know, this. And so we're having the discussion now as a culture, like, do we want to celebrate this? Do we really want to celebrate this? And it's very telling to me that the American right has responded with full blown, uh, you know, authoritarianism bordering Mm -hmm. on fascism. Trump wants to deploy the military. He's out in front of Mount Rushmore saying, you know, the, the, it's the left, it's the anti-fascists who are the real fascists. Where have we heard this before, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. And if you know your history, Mount Rushmore, mm-hmm. carved by a hardcore KKK member. Yeah. Who, Shocker. You know, he started the largest <laughs> Confederate monument at Stone Mountain. That was his warm-up for Rushmore, yeah, you so know? Weird. So, yeah, and, you know, you have, what is it? Uh, Washington and Jefferson, two slave owners. Um, Teddy Roosevelt, a naked imperialist right mm-hmm. what he did to the philippines and elsewhere mm-hmm. passing around rudyard kipling's the white man's burden to his friends and then you have abraham lincoln and it's like, hey lincoln's up there yeah. you know, <laughs> cool. car- carved into a sacred site uh for you know native american uh, people that was right. a violation of a treaty right 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 though yeah, there was a there was a really good hidden brain i think it's maybe two back it's very recent but there's someone that wrote a book and i can't remember the name of the book but i will get it about it's basically about thomas jefferson Mm -hmm. and how he was actually you know sounds there's debate but 
he, based on his time, you know, he had to go along with the slavery thing in some ways, but he also knew it was wrong on some level. But now mm-hmm. you've got this problem of, are you the guy? I mean, what what happens to you if you're the one guy, well, that says, I'm not, this is not cool. But, you know, just yeah. the fact of treating them right and paying them decent wages. Yeah. It, it sounds I, like a fascinating book. And, you know, he was the one that scribbled out all the... Uh, the nutsy stuff in the Bible, right? Anything supernatural, he scribbled yeah. out. <laughs> Jefferson, I'm very, I've been fascinated by Jefferson. Mm-hmm. I've read about him and um, he, you know, he kind of exemplifies or typifies this like duality of America, mm-hmm. right? And so one thing, you know, yeah, he he was quite secular. He was like a deist, like a lot of those guys were back then. Um, you know, and he, he was really the um, big, you know, he, he, I think he put on his headstone the, um, it was the religious freedom statute or, or um, cool. Yeah. Yeah. And it was the wall of separation is where, where, you know, we, we get that um, terminology from him. Yeah. But on like the slavery question, yeah. He like, I believe it was in the Declaration of Independence, he included like an attack on slavery as an institution. And of course, it was quite racist mm-hmm. <laughs> based, but um, it was an attack on the institution. But during the editing process, there was a compromise, much like the three-fifths compromise during the ratification of the Constitution to allow slaveholders representation of the people they were holding in bondage, right? Which there's a reason why the majority of our um, starting presidents were slave owners, right? Uh And it's because the slave states got that power for Mm -hmm. a reason, right? Um, but so not, you know, Jefferson, yeah, he had the impulse. He understood it was wrong. Right. But then, but at the same time, then he was, you know, um, raping Sally Hemings. And that, that was the part that's kind of up for debate. So, you know, that would be, that would be the part that do we really know that? Was he, well, I mean, you know, I mean, we I, don't really know because they could, they could, they'd have to keep it quiet. Cause one of the things they mentioned in that too was, Let's say even he, he did love her and, and they this was a completely consensual relationship. They could not be together. And that what it was, uh, interracial marriage was illegal until 1967 in Virginia. 67, mm-hmm. you know, that's not that long ago. Yeah. I think you need to take into account, though, the context of like, can you truly, ha- is there such thing as a consensual relationship if right. you have ownership over that person? Well, it's the power and, differential problem again. You're back to the the whole Me Too situation where it's like, well, it, does this person have power over you? Well, it's, I mean, it's even would, more heavy yes. than that because Sally Hemings was the half-sister of Thomas Jefferson's deceased wife. Right. So because his deceased wife's father was engaged in the same behavior he was. So, yep. you know, this is like, I mean, it, it, like people don't understand the brutality and the dehumanization and, you know, the, the, there are, there is scholarship of people who are trying to say, well, look at how nice he treated right. Sally Hemings and look at he freed well, her for, kids. For a, <laughs> for a slave. For a slave. Yeah. I mean, yeah. For his that's slave. That's like you look yeah. good for your age. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So these are like complicated um, discussions. Right. right. And, and it's just funny how so many people uh you know in in this so-called new center and the right are just Mm -hmm. like the left is trying to shut down conversation they don't want to blah 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 they're just going to call you racist and it's like well but actually is a conversation to have here um and the the last thing about jefferson is because he was trying to grapple 
with this issue, mm -hmm. right? His own feelings and the institution that he was a part of upholding. He's the guy who, you know, and, and this is for all the lionization we do of the enlightenment. There are a lot of enlightenment thinkers who were just their idea of science was just pulling stuff right out of their ass. Oh yeah. And, and making up science intuitively. And, you know, Thomas Jefferson came and they naturalized a lot of things. You know, I think it was like Descartes or uh, maybe it was Rousseau rather, who was just saying women are naturally inferior and need to, and don't need to think and contribute to the discourse. Right. And this is what Thomas Jefferson brought forward with, um, the one drop rule he came up with his own idea of like race science to justify well my kids they're human but they're not exactly human like i am right so it's just uh and, and this is the thing when you start looking at history in the face mm -hmm. and you go beyond the myths you go oh man there's a lot here and right. not all you know a lot of it's not good um but uh you know you, we have to be honest about it and and yes that that for me too goes into the islam question right or the the in our community, the atheist community, there is a knee jerk like, well, Islam bad. Well, yeah, because it's a religion. Religion's bad, right? We right. Can all I, agree. I feel it's no worse than any other from my from my point of view. <laughs> it's no worse yeah. than any other. Yeah. And there's, you know, and it's funny because, I mean, you do see, I think theocracy is a bad thing, yes. right? And, and you see how, yeah, in certain, um, you know, majority Muslim nations, it's very troublesome. Mm -hmm. Saudi Arabia, it, you know, if these countries have oil, we're we're cool with them, right. you know, doing all of their sure. messed up stuff if they're allies. But um, you know, th this uh, this idea that I mean, I can't even begin to tally the amount of callous indifference to human beings in the Middle East. Oh, that right. I've heard, you know, and, and just growing up in America, and um, you know, we should just nuke that place and be done with it. Stuff like that is it's it's disgusting and human. And mm -hmm. I just hope that a lot of atheists realize, you know, the atheist experience people, they work with Christians in the freedom from religion mm -hmm. because they're because there are religious people who understand they don't they don't want, you know, of course, they don't want to pay property tax or taxes. Right. But <laughs> they also, you know, understand that the freedom, the First Amendment is very important. It protects us yes. as well. But I, I hope more atheists see that. You know, you might have more in common with Ilhan Omar than you do Vice President Mike Pence, yeah. right? Well, I find and, Pence terrifying. I, I, the, yeah. the, the two of them are both terrifying. If you ask me, <laughs> I don't. Yeah. 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 But it, just looking at everything, <laughs> but I mean, why people just need to stop and think and question their own beliefs, whatever that is—politics, religion. You know, it's like talking about religion it's it is politics can almost be an indoctrination in itself like you're saying you, you well i grew up in a republican family therefore i am republican absolutely <laughs> you know um, <laughs> and nobody yeah, and, bothers to look at what the platform is about <laughs> yeah and, and politics is very tied to culture in mm -hmm. the united states and so is religion you know and so um yeah i definitely see it that way as well i i uh and and that for me like questioning I, I began to seek out critiques of like Sam Harris and, mm -hmm. and some of his ideas on Islam because specifically I said, okay, like, yeah, it's it, like, it's really easy to just say Christianity wrong, Islam wrong, whatever monotheism wrong. Um, but it like, can I apply that skepticism to the stuff that I know I believe and I might have cognitive bias towards you know, and, and mm -hmm. you see, you know, just because people don't have a religion, it doesn't mean they're immune from, you know, 
conspiracy theory, yes. crystal healing, <laughs> uh, homeopathy, uh, you know, uh, conspiracy yeah. theory, like conspiracy theory. My generation, the 9-11 generation, mm -hmm. which and, and it's not like it was it was new. Your you know, your generation and before it was like JFK Watergate, mm -hmm. you know, all these different things. Um, but the 9-11 kids like, you know, we we're watching Zeitgeist and all right. these um you know conspiracy theory documentaries and you know once i became a journalist and you realize like oh well you actually have to do the work you gotta you gotta watch or go to the meetings you gotta uh, you know look at the documents mm -hmm. you gotta read you actually have to read right you know and so you realize oh things are not this like black and white simple there's actually it's actually quite complicated and Mm -hmm. it's heavy lifting there's intellectual heavy lifting yes and you got to do the work and, and I, I mean yep. that's one of the things i find scariest about people is that they don't do that work they're they're yeah. lazy and don't yep. want to explore that next level maybe i'm wrong you know tell me tell mm -hmm. me how i'm wrong and go look for it one of the things i really like about your political pain stuff is hey, you do you. note where this information came from so yeah, you yeah. you don't just make it stuff up, and and the mask one was was really good, and that's been a fun thing. Uh, well, okay, so I know jo mm. Joe's a fabulous musician here. I'm looking at him on hey, video with his uh, guitars in the background, even though piano is the main thing, right? Piano player, piano tuner as well. That's I'm, right. I'm a jackass of all trades, it seems. Yep. I just <laughs> sent a couple more people your way the other day. So <laughs> I know. I just tuned a piano yesterday. Well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Super. Fun. Oh yeah. We should probably say full disclosure. I'm a journalist. Uh, you employ me. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm or contracted yes. through you as a as a music teacher with yep. Music Motive, your business. Yep. Super fun. So it's great. Yeah. yeah. It's, and and, it's and so fun. we've known each other for 12 years since you were just a punk kid basically right <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah well, back in my ponytail days yeah know, back dude. in the ponytail days a lot nice. longer yep <laughs> <laughs> but you um did it, so so was it 2016 and the development of your frontal lobe that caused you to <laughs> to to actually get into politics um i know you've been in journalism for quite a while before that but then it took I, the political yeah. turn I'd always been interested in politics, yeah. um, but um, I would say that like in my 20s and you could chalk it up to immaturity or, or whatever, or just, you know, not pushing myself enough. Um, I like I said, I kind of went to sleep on politics, mm -hmm. and, but that's when I really got into atheism. So I yeah. actually really dove into critical thinking and uh, stuff like that. And I just worked as a journalist, but I, I was mostly editing the arts section, doing like lifestyle and so, you know, I, I yeah. wasn't um, I wasn't by practice pushed to pay attention to politics, but I was just a news junkie, always have been and, mm -hmm. and um, just paid attention. But, yeah, I started getting it by being into atheism that dovetailed me into Dawkins, Hitchens, Harris and mm -hmm. um, seeing as Hitchens died. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and he got all weird and uh, neoconservative or, or at least you know, um, pro neo, you know, uh -huh. allied with neoconservatives because of his feelings towards Islam. And he was quite militant about that. Um, you know, and this was a guy coming from like straight up Marxist mm -hmm. Trotskyist, um, yeah. left, you know, and, uh, but he died. And so he wasn't around anymore. And then Sam Harris, you know, was, was doing all of his stuff. And, um, you know, I just, even with my cursory knowledge of history and or not cursory, I'm probably more well-read than most, but, um, or, or many, not most, but, uh, I was, you know, I could just hear there were, there were gaps and I was just kind of skeptical, like, what, you know, was he really, and, um, yeah, 2016, I think was a wake up call for a mm -hmm. lot of people. I that, think it was too. 
stuff was going wrong and um it made me kind of appraise and look at my own uh stuff critically and and mm-hmm. where i had the rabbit holes i could because that's the weird thing about being like an internet atheist person you know is, <laughs> internet is, atheist yeah, yeah. Or, or just just being like a consumer of that is you'll be you know because i have a friend who is into sam harris but he's gone down the more like jordan peterson uh, uh rabbit hole yeah which is like <laughs> i could hear that guy's conservative christianity coming from a mile away uh-huh. he's using he's using rush limbaugh michael savage language with a bunch of Jungian psychology thrown mm-hmm. around it you know and so uh but you know so, so we would discuss this a lot but then you talk to like any other person and they're like sam who richard uh-huh, who? like they right have no clue what you're talking about right and, and uh, i and i think those guys get traction when people go through that angry atheist phase especially yeah you know yes. they go through that i've been tricked and this was stupid i can't yeah. believe you taught me my entire life and now I'm mad so which if if you had a very religious upbringing i totally get that oh yeah you know and um you, you know you if you if you're like childhood and adolescence was kind of robbed from you yeah uh in that way like you know for me like being a kid like what was one of the coolest things in the world dinosaurs man you know and like right just when you're really young Mm -hmm. like dinosaurs and you realize these were real man like they're not uh they're not around now like we have iguanas and snakes and alligators but like you know that just like the tremendous um how like inspiring and incredible mm-hmm. nature is and what that can do to your mind to study natural history and nature and you know it, it, it's like a multiplier effect your brain just uh, yeah. explodes with information and curiosity and it's a perfect example that no we don't live in the simplistic dualistic good versus evil dark versus light right we live in a very complicated world there's all these different factors commingling um you know and and uh you know, it's complicated. It's, it's just, um, and, but beautiful and terrifying at the same exactly, time. You know? Exactly. Yeah. I'm on board with the people that say, well, basically the planet is trying to kill us, which is, which is probably true, but well, we're also trying to kill the planet. Right. Too. Right. You know, you, you get know. right. It's just coming back but at you. <laughs> it's, it's such a like, you know, evolution. And, and I would say that was what, where I spent a lot of my time in my twenties too, with science and, mm-hmm. You know, ev- evolution. That was what made Richard Dawkins so so uh, fascinating. Yeah. Well, plus um, his you know, accent, he, so he just sounds nicer, even if yes, he's being course, a dick. Yeah. He sounds nicer. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And yeah. And, yeah. And I've I've been accused of being a dick for being right before. So oh, uh, yeah. You know, maybe I identify with that a bit, but you know, he has his problematic, some of his problematic stuff. But um, I I like understanding that um, evolution is a very actually difficult thing to understand mm-hmm. humanity you know it, studying history will trip you out I'm, I'm taking a few classes and yeah. um, you know these things are very young like mm-hmm. the, the understanding of evolution as a fact which it is is very young so is national like the nation states as we understand mm-hmm. them today and nationalism that's a new invention it's right. like 200 years old democracy as we know it you know, capitalism, you know, the industrial revolution in the 1800s, these are all like brand spanking new. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we're just, we're, we're obviously so many of these things are, are going like, you know, they're going off the rails right mm-hmm. now, you know, and, um, you know, si- science, just understanding science isn't going to give you, um, you know, this like, like a get out of jail free card for believing nonsense. You right. Know, you can be a totally science minded person 
but be pro oil, pro fracking, mm -hmm. pro, um, you know, uh, nuclear energy, which isn't the safe, you know, you hear people, it's the cleanest form of energy. It's like, I'll tell it to Fukushima, Japan. Right. Man. Right. You know? Until so it's not. Like, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it, it's so complicated. Like, you know, science has to be, um, it, I, I remember uh, another guy, Neil deGrasse Tyson, mm -hmm. got some online, uh, you know, uh, reaction, right? Mm -hmm. From, he tried to say philosophy is dead. We don't need it anymore because <gasps> we have science, right? Okay. But it's like, dude, bro, like, cal you know, calm down. Like the yeah. humanities are very important. Yeah, absolutely. And there's a reason why they're under attack, especially yeah. from the right and the religious right, is because, you know, this is where we understand ethics. This is where mm -hmm. we understand you know, history and sociology, all the influences, like how do we get to this point where things are the way they are because of understandable conditions, just like evolution, mm -hmm. you know, we can understand that, you know, natural selection guided life down these like funnels, you know, of survival we've had, we've been guiding artificially our societies. And so, mm -hmm. you know, to understand, you know, what, how, and why, they are this way well there's there's reasons for for all of it right oh i can... believe so yes <laughs> but you, if yeah. you look back when you look back in history and you see where they were and where you've gotten to how can you think we're in the spot we're we're not in the advanced is my favorite word <laughs> when it comes yeah, to yeah. we're advanced we're not no we're here <laughs> we're not advanced yet exactly we'll never be advanced exactly. if we're doing it right we're going to continue moving forward yeah. And I think that's what's um, troubling. I see like and, you know, somebody like Jordan Peterson and a lot of the this um, new right and, and mm -hmm. or, or so-called new center is um, they're trying to naturalize things. They're trying to naturalize hierarchies. They're trying to nat naturalize power structures in our society, you know. And we've heard it from the right for years. Well, uh -huh. if, if, you know, if you do good and do right, then wealth will come to you. And if it doesn't, well, that's your fault, lazy, you know, you right. should have blah, blah, blah. You know, it doesn't have anything to do with how we've set up this system. Right. Right? And you so, got to make sure you give that 10% of the church or the wealth does not come back to you, by the way. And also oh, the man, no. the man is in charge. So there's, mm. I mean, good for oh, you, well, Joe, I guess, but <laughs> the meek will I, inherit I've met the your earth, wife. Right? That's not going to go over great for, <laughs> for you. <laughs> What do you mean? Your, your wife, your wife is not going to let you just be bossing her around. So hell no. And that's the thing. Um, we're egalitarians like that. And, and, you know, it's so, it's so interesting. Like, you know, you study, uh, one of the, our favorite classes that we got to take together was anthropology. Mm. And like, you just study humans scientifically, like this is what we do. This is what we've done. And you realize for the majority of our time, we lived in, you know, loose bands, Mm -hmm. um, largely egalitarian, you know, a lot of people say, oh, well, you know, before, uh, and really, you know, patriarchy is something that goes back to the roots of agriculture mm -hmm. and civilization, you know, and, and, um, animal husbandry once men understood like, oh, like, like there, uh, you know, one contact with a woman makes one child. That's my child. Like yeah. hunter gatherers don't believe that they right. think it takes a tribe literally. Right. And so, uh, you know, that not only do they raise children together and um, co communally, they are, they're doing all kinds of, the, the, the egalitarianism is just what works, you know, works. Right. Uh, it's for, just working together for one thing, you know, you just work together. It, it shouldn't be hard. And yeah, and yeah you know, yeah. I mean, and you're, and it still does take a tribe, by the way. And it, that's almost gotten to be a bad word. We'll call it community. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it takes yeah. a community. Um, 
it's it's interesting because you know people even people even try to naturalize certain things by looking back at hunter gatherers like oh well the men would hunt and the women would gather right and it's like oh no that's not always the case you know nope. because there were boys who liked to chatter and mm -hmm. were maybe what we can what we traditionally call more feminine mm -hmm. and they got together and there were women who were more stoic you know or or female gendered people who were more stoic and quiet and were a crack shot and yep. the guys were like you can't come with us you know they so it was what works and then right. you know and th this also gets into the whole they're the college professors trying to indoctrinate your children i remember getting in a red-faced argument with a right winger once oh, and no. he literally pointed at his little baby we're at like a party oh, he no. pointed at his little baby like they coming after my baby you know oh and it was no really, funny. <laughs> really? and uh, yeah and he's like they're gonna try to tell him to be a girl or whatever oh no and, and i was like you know like they're not just making this stuff up yes they are and I was like, okay, so the Navajo had had a third gender. Really? Before, I didn't yeah. know that. Pre-contact, the uh, several Native American tribes, we have an understanding that they had a third gender. Really? Anybody could be a part of. Yeah, and it's that's pretty is, cool. This is human culture, and this is where like the idea of gender is a construct. It's not the same as biological sex. Just right. like race is a construct, they're really isn't such a thing on a biological scientific right. level as race but we have to understand yes they are real things because we're human beings just like a society is a real thing and currency is a real thing just sort because of. we've constructed <laughs> it it's not it's not like scientifically real right. but it is real because we say it is yeah and that's religion that's as that's well, true right? that's true that's where all like that's where it all like lines up and intersects you know i think it's so, all fascinating and i just like i just like i like being able to have the discussions with people that don't freak out when you have the discussion too yeah you know yeah. But that's that's it's, the other it's, thing it's fun to find because i do have a few i like to cultivate these relationships right-wingers and christians mm -hmm. who you know yeah they, they don't just lose their stuff or excommunicate you from their life right they're they uh, like or divorce this... you <laughs> no i'm just Ooh. kidding i'm kidding yeah, that... <laughs> that was not that's not that's not exactly what happened <laughs> but, yeah. no, okay good okay well man, i don't know the full story but um like th this impulse for curiosity you know um everybody like a lot of people have it and just because you know, uh, religion might be a closed world view, mm -hmm. but you know, that's why you see so many people who are, you know, they're intelligent, bright people right? and, and, and curious, but they, they have con just convinced or were brainwashed or whatever, mm -hmm. uh, in inculcated to believe mm -hmm. that this is the truth. So then it's just like, everything becomes like, you know, th there is a lot of really interesting scholarship within religious communities, yeah. right? I'm a Lord of the Rings nerd. I'm a huge. Cool. I read it almost every year That's in, cool. in, in some way or another. And the Cimmerillion and, and the, the friend of mine I mentioned earlier is the same way. And you, you can have hours long conversations that just exist within this one constructed world. I love that. And <laughs> yeah, and it's fun. It's mm -hmm. Like, I'm not going to lie and say it's not fun to do. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, reality is is a beast we all have to wrestle with. And, yeah. Uh, you know, it's, well, it's, it's most of us wrestle with it, yes. <laughs> but but well, the but... the religion thing that that gets me too is is where they can be, they apply that skepticism to everything but their religion, which is yeah. fascinating to me. The cognitive yeah. dissonance that they can't yeah. they can't hear it because well, you're not supposed to hear it for one. So finding the ones you can argue with is great, but they're they're 
fear of hell. You mentioned hell before. Like you've never had that. Someone's watching you all the time, <laughs> everything yeah. you're doing. Yeah, um, I can only imagine what that's like. Right, and know? that's one of the major roadblocks for a lot of people coming out of religion. It's that one last little thing where they just still feel like, yeah, but I'm gonna burn in hell. You yeah, know? it's like a monkey on their back that yeah. will we'll never yeah. truly leave. Yeah, and it takes it, a while to get rid of it. Yes. Yeah, but even even people within those communities, they still have to deal with reality, and, mm-hmm. I, and I think that not dealing uh, with reality, like it. You know, that's why you see so many like, you know, um, child abuse scandals in religious mm-hmm. communities, whether it's the Catholic Church. Right. Or there's there's a horrifying website called Youth Pastor Watch, oh, which no. is nothing. <laughs> I think Dan Savage started it with which is nothing but just spot reporting from around the country about youth pastors. You know, everything from, you know, just mass rape to, uh, you know, uh, like ra- I remember seeing one like raped a 15 year old in jail for it tries to murder for hire a guy you know to kill her while he's in jail you know so he, he he wouldn't get convicted and oh wow yeah just yeah and just so it's you know and you know there's like tons of documentaries now of people just in their adulthood trying to like finally say what's that and it's not just like just religious communities you see that right. the gymnastics community dealt with their own right. scandal yes. of that creepy doctor that right was, that was yeah yeah power power corrupts Mm -hmm. and and this this thing of just trusting you have this blind trust that people put in people with authority whether it's a priest or a doctor or a politician um you know people are trying to deal with that and so you know that that not facing reality well you're you know that means you're leaving people in the wake who are just going to be ground up by the gears of these systems and you know you're seeing it with all the people who don't want to wear face masks who are now infected i mean literally literally heard of people in hospitals, you know, having a respirator tube jammed down their throat, still trying to, but it's all a hoax, man. You know, and, and <laughs> you see that a lot of this face mask stuff is tied to religious communities mm-hmm. and, and um, the conspiracy theory and the QAnon. Don't get me started. It's a yeah, and I'm it's, pretty sure viruses don't care what your political affiliation is or your religious nope. <laughs> preferences. It's nope. just going to happen. So, so yeah, the, the yeah. rest of us are left to figure out how to protect ourselves. It's a hard message to get across to people from the start, which I'm sure you, you covered this in your, everybody should check though that the mask thing out is pretty good, but you know, oh, geez, I man. think so. But you know, <laughs> I feel like I there's so much more it. to say. On there it, is. But. but I mean, it's like, it's just simple fact that no, this is me protecting you from me. Not, you know, yeah, I am yeah. not protecting myself yep. from you and I'm not just being weird. You know, I mean, if it came down to it, I mean, would I take my mask off just to get rid of a few people? I don't know. <laughs> Joe's eyes just got really big. Yeah, whoa. But, yeah. Uh, but <laughs> that's the thing. It's like, you know, it it is. I remember, you know, there are a lot of these signs of these people who, you know, protested against the mask during the lockdown protests, you know, which is real tyranny, not like the extrajudicial killing right. of people of color by police. Right. right? But uh, I'm being sarcastic. Yes. Anyway. But, um, you know, some of the signs were saying face masks are communism, right? And this is because, like, you, you got to, at some point, you do have to listen to what they're saying. Um, and, like, the resistance of any communitarian group-based action, mm-hmm. um, it, like, there's a reason there's a reason that people at the top want us to all feel itemized and separate, you know, like it's an individual choice you need to make about protecting yourself. But it's not yourself. You're protecting other people. That's the human 
thing to they do. They don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear it. It's the same thing with it's the same thing with climate change. Where no, it's, yeah. it's like, it's on you. You need if you want to drive a Prius, Mister Eco Nut, then you do that. But you know, yeah. the, but you know, the 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 main producers of um you know of fossil or, or of carbon are mm-hmm. like our state department, you know, our military, yeah. <laughs> and you know, so it's and and several corporations, a handful of corporations. So, you know, it's like you know, recycling and, you know, driving low emission cars are good for us to yeah. do, but it's not going to solve the problem. Oh, it's a drop in the bucket. Actually, yeah, but, we actually need to solve these problems right. with broad-based uh, uh, cooperation, but they don't want that. Well, right. They and you, you said really the word cooperation. We need to work together to solve any, almost any problem. We can't do this ourselves yeah. and it doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, if we do something in California and then our neighbors do nothing, <laughs> it doesn't help. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and that's the challenge with atheism and secularists mm-hmm. is because, you know, um, it kind of reminds me of a Bill Hicks uh, joke. Um, but I'll just reword it a bit. It's like nonconformists of the world unite. No, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's like we, you know, we don't want to. Yeah, I remember when like atheism plus was a thing and so-called atheist churches and, and there were like <laughs> oh, no. people just like, that's disgusting. Like I would not be caught dead going in a group and listening to songs. And like, I have to admit, I'm, you know, I'm that type of person where I like, I, I don't what, you know, I don't know if it's being a nonconformist or a contrarian or just being a free thinker. Like mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, um, I find myself at odds with what most people think and say just because it all sounds like a bunch of parrots squawking the same stuff. Exactly. To me. Well, they're not you know stopping I mean? to think. That's why <laughs> they don't yeah, stop and yeah, think. Yeah. Yeah. There was a South Park, speaking of nonconformist, there was a South Park episode <laughs> <laughs> that we're, I'm sure it was South Park. Yeah. That, um, yeah, the one of them comes a goth kid, right? And of course, it's oh, all, yes. all dressed in black, remember? And it's like, yeah, I'm a nonconformist, but they're, yes, yeah. <laughs> to wear to on the block and listen to this music. And yes, yep. oh, that yep. was so that funny. Was I, funny. I think it's hilarious. I love that. I love that show. Yeah. Yeah. But so you're enjoying your your latest career endeavors. I really am like uh, juggling all sorts of stuff. I work part time for the city as a music teacher, which now I've like I'm doing cool. videography because of the, the lockdown. Our facilities are closed. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I have like a bunch of these balls up in the air that I'm juggling. I'm a piano tuner. Mm-hmm. I'm a um, I'm a uh, teacher, obviously, through mm-hmm. you and on my own. Uh, music teacher and then i'm now have started this website and youtube videos and and i guess i want to make it a podcast too it's just like there's so many platforms you know yeah there are i mean the only difference you know youtube and and podcasting is if you put cool graphics up i can't see it you know (laughs) i'm just listening yeah exactly yeah yeah, but but even that's a challenge doing all the graphics and Mm -hmm. everything um but yeah i was a journalist for years and years Mm -hmm. i worked for this one paper for years and years and then um you know i left and uh it's so this really starting this website i did it during the middle of the lockdown it's just to really push out on my own do my own reporting original reporting where you know i'm trying to report on my community santa maria and the central coast yeah and but also just do broader commentary opinion and also i i think uh i'm trying to do education because you know it's very easy to just hate the media, blame the media, you know, like it's the media. And it, that's like, one the of the things I've loved about there was there was one of yours in particular. What was it? Well, shoot. Which one is it that that you're talking about? I think it's right before all the protests. It's mm-hmm. it's one of the ones one of your earliest ones, maybe that you put out. It might yeah. even been one we shared on the Yappers page because because uh, hey. Joe Joe is one of the Yappers. 
Yeah, yapping. It's pretty fun. But yeah, what you do, um, and it's fun because I like to watch your stuff and I can tell that you're not exactly advertising that you're an atheist. You don't need to advertise that you're an atheist, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. you just sound smart and logical and... <laughs> Right. So so yeah. I can tell. <laughs> yeah. Well, it it's funny because like I am a big fan of Christopher Hitchens. Mm -hmm. Like I've, I've, I've read a couple of his books and I've seen there's endless hours of him uh, on C-SPAN and whatnot. And like he's part of this tradition of like for years and years, he didn't like he wouldn't outright talk about being an atheist, but mm -hmm. he would if, if asked. Um, but, uh, you know, he was just a lefty journalist yeah comment commentator yeah and that i think um you know just, just the idea of someone like yes i can do my own reporting um you know and, and let you know what's going on but also i have my thoughts on things and that really is part of the longer american tradition of journalism yes. where you know you're supposed to critically assess every mm -hmm. everything you read every story every outlet but if you know there are journalists or people go oh I like that guy I, or Gret gal. I can trust right. them. You know, they, they make like, they make good points. You know, one of the things mm -hmm. that drove people mad about Hitchens was during the nineties, he was doing a lot of reporting on um, just how gross Clinton, Bill Clinton was as yeah. a sexual predator, as a triangulator, you know, who really did a lot of work to push the democratic party to the right into the center yeah. into the pro-corporate neoliberal um you know uh you know the, i mean basically that was the way that they that they took power was by you know sounding enough walking enough like a democrat but sounding enough talking enough like a republican exactly and in yes. certain respects walking like a republican mm -hmm. as well you know uh, bill clinton would you know rush home to arkansas to oversee the execution of um a black man a yeah. a a, a men mentally um de defected african-american guy mm -hmm. during the primary and then go on the arsenio hall show and play saxophone you know what i mean so yeah. um you know it, and and that's the other thing is like i'm just n not a partisan just like i'm not yeah to me it's like the religion thing i'll be up front with where i'm at and and what i what i see yeah i was a yeah. bernie guy still am you know or I, I believe in you know that that our government can be different you well know? <laughs> i'm working together that's the other thing i mean we're so exactly. you know you're this or you're that yeah. and i'm like i i'm an npp i'm a non-preferred party yeah. register i'm just like i just well, i don't feel comfortable with either one of them so <laughs> yeah but i also know who like I, I part of it is just you don't hear in the discourse enough people you, know, you hear the same things repeated all the time True. and i just wasn't hearing enough of you know what i would say by even the people that i like right the points that i would make you know whether it's something as simple as you know you always hear from the right uh, or libertarians like taxation is theft yeah so it's like how <laughs> how so like it's a constitutionally enumerated power mm -hmm. that the congress is given and theft is defined as an unlawful seizure of uh, property right. or money right even the what, bible says know? give caesar what caesars do and yet yeah, somehow yeah. they don't Ooh, pay yeah. taxes so go figure hmm. yeah, hmm. <laughs> and, you know and and yeah and that's a, that's another thing like how religion plays into politics because if it was up to me if i were you know magic wand and make me uh you know supreme chancellor or whatever religions are paying taxes and i'm talking right you know at least property tax and i'm talking you know it's not that i'm anti-christian or anti-religion it's right. that look at scientology they own massive swaths oh, yes. of some of the best real estate in this mormon country. mormon does too mormon they yeah, the have mormon a ton church, of money 
But but you know, I mean, yeah. and even if you want to just treat them the same as any other nonprofit, just make them fill out the same paperwork. Let's see what you're bringing yeah. in. Let's see what you're putting out. Yeah. And and that just that just seems unfair to me that there's a section of nonprofits that don't even have to do the ridiculous paperwork that every other nonprofit business has to do. Yeah. And I understand the constitutionality of that. We, we shouldn't legislate against them in that way. Um, I'm open to that argument, but I'm also open to the argument that, you know, the constitution, we, we could, it doesn't mean that, uh, you know, property tax law goes out the window. Right. Uh, just because you're of a religious institution. You know what I mean? Then can't we all just make up a religion? I mean, how, how? <laughs> yeah. Scientology. It's going on all the oh, time. That's right. Mormonism, Scientology. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know what mine would be, but again, it's like, it's part of being an honest actor and, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, um, not, you know, I'm really, it would be nice to make money one day on YouTube or, or, you know, what I'm doing, but, um, you know, I'm not, uh, the last thing I'd ever want to be accused of is being one of these grifter folks who just starts shucking and jiving for, you know, the, the party line to, yeah. you know, m make the money. Cause there's so much of that. And right. It's disgusting. Right. And, Wholesome. So, so political pain, but not politician pain. Oh gosh, I don't know. I, don't know. No, I, I, uh, I remember people telling me like, "Oh, you should go into what?" I was just like, "I think I like being in the private sector." You know, right? That's <laughs> I like true. being an entrepreneur, which is funny. I work for the city part time, but they got me through select staffing, so it's still oh, a nice sector employee. So well done, employer, but. Yeah, yep. it's very cool. Well, I think you're doing a great job. And I have one more Thank question you, for you. You are welcome. Right. One more question. I think question. you're doing a great job too, Aww. by the way. <laughs> Thank you. I'm, I'm enjoying the <laughs> podcast and listening listening to your guests. I'm um really impressed by everybody. I like I like what you're doing and the and I realize how lucky I am, like I said, to not have been brought up with with fundamentalist upbringing and ideology it's, yeah and, uh, it's fascinating lucky. and scary sometimes talking <laughs> to some of the people that i talk to and and just the fear involved in just being who you are is saying being able to say it out loud you can't say it i mean everybody's waiting for their mom or their grandma to die before they can come out <laughs> and say yeah you man, know geez. that i'm i just yeah. don't and you don't have to use the strong word atheist just I don't be a little bit of time. I don't believe in this. I don't believe in that. You know, I'm questioning this or that and just start, you know, going down that path. And you never know who you might bring with you on the path, too. So there's always yeah, or that. Who, who always felt that way. Yes. And then it's like, yes. you too, you know, yes. pluralistic ignorance. One of the most fascinating things I think there is out there. Everybody in the room thinks we're all thinking the same thing. Well, and, that, and that's another thing, like people, you know, living in Santa Maria, my whole life, people always say, well, this is a conservative town. You're in a conservative town. You realize that, right? And ever since I started this, I hear from more people mm -hmm. who go, I'm just thankful that you're, because people are afraid to speak out. They're yeah, afraid to speak up. Absolutely. They feel like it puts a target on their back. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I'll pick up the sword and shield and, and have a lot of uh, arrows flying my way. But yep. um, that's just the price you got to pay for, you know, standing up for what you believe in. Yeah, I agree. And good job. Thanks. Wait, what's your question? Last question. question. All right. All right. This is the one we ask everybody. Oh, yes. Why do you think we are not screwed after all? Uh, I don't know if I think that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You'll be the second um, one that says, no, we're screwed. <laughs> because <laughs> I, I think that um, mo I think that in innately uh, most human beings have conscious and empathy um, I think there are a lot of things about our system that have uh, tried to tamp that down or just, um, 
you know, there's a fraying of the wires right now. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to point the blame at any one thing like social media or, or Trump himself. It's beyond all of that. But, you know, there is quite a sociopathy and a nihilism that has, um, you know, kind of permeated mm-hmm. the culture. But I think like, you know, rough times, you know, you gotta, you need a lot of pressure to make a diamond, right? True. And so rough times like this, I think a lot of people have kind of like, oh my God, like they can't afford to not right. pay attention now. Right. And, um, you know, be, uh, you know, it's funny when I talk to people who say politics, you know, oh, I just, uh, what does it matter? You know, mm-hmm. I don't pay attention to it. It's all just, you know, they all lie, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. And, um, you know, that we're, we're seeing right now how, you know, politics, having a functioning government and strong leader or, or, or an actual yes. leadership <laughs> right. um, or leader, it, it's literally life and death, mm-hmm. you know, now here we, here we see it. It is it, very easy to like think, eh, no, it's not when all the people that our state is responsible for killing are elsewhere and don't mm-hmm. look like us, don't believe mm-hmm. like we do and don't talk like us, um, you know, but when just the incompetence, the sheer incompetence yeah. leads to 130,000 plus dead yeah. Americans. Well, and that's what terrifies like, me most about this administration is that there's just, there's, they're not putting, I would always think, okay, fine, Trump would be president. But if everybody else working under him was not also incompetent and terrifying, it would be like Betsy DeVos. I mean, we're talking about education. Yeah. I mean, that's the kind yeah. of stuff that scares the hell out of me. Yeah. <laughs> it's Betsy like, DeVos, Mike Pence. <laughs> right. You know, his his main advisor, the one guy who survived the longest. So many people have resigned in mm-hmm. scandal and shame. The one guy who stayed there uh, the longest is the white nationalist. Yeah. Um, what's his name? I'm blanking <laughs> no, on his name right now. The, the speech writer. I won't remember. And, and immigration <laughs> policy guy. Oh, he's yeah. a real. He's like a, a couple years younger than me or a year younger than me. He's just yeah. a real creep, but um, Stephen something. I don't know. Oh, oh yeah, I know who you mean. Uh, but yeah, I... and so yeah, and so it yeah. is there hope. Yeah, I think so. I think we're going through rough times right now. There's obviously been this like far right uh, uh, movement across the world, which has been spurred by um, just you know straight up mm-hmm. nonsense uh, and and skullduggery. You know. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, the, the online fake account stuff. And, yes. You know, I mean, it, it's still ongoing right mm-hmm. now. You know, all these, like, so many people have showed up uh, to these protests with guns and, and AR-15s and yeah. stuff, you know, bikers and crazy, mm-hmm. because they see these posts online about Antifa's coming and they're going to yeah. destroy your town, you know, and, and all <laughs> that stuff. And and it just doesn't, it never ends up happening or, or, or you know, 99% mm-hmm. of the time, unless you're in yeah. Seattle or Portland or New York, mm-hmm. maybe yeah. Antifa, somebody might throw something or break something, Yeah. but more time, you know, 99% of the time, it's just a bunch of like, you know, paranoid conservatives terrifying yeah. the progressives in their community yeah. uh, who are just trying to, you know, march and have a nice little protest. Yeah. And I'm pretty um, proud of that. Cause we have not, that is something I haven't seen in, in my lifetime as a just a lot of all just the a number of protests we have yeah. right now that keep happening and you're just well, like at, this is yeah, cool people are coming out and saying what they believe i like and that. that that's a direct like response to the trump era the mm-hmm. women's march black yep. you know, black lives matter began before trump but then, yes you know now it's a worldwide movement it's possibly right. one of the largest mass movements by the numbers of course we have a larger population than we've ever had but yeah um it, it it's just unprecedented and you're seeing a response to what is obviously 
um, corruption, what is obviously, you know, power mm -hmm. games that uh, the Republican Party is oh so good at playing. If only mm -hmm. like the one thing about the left, it, you know, if, if, you, if I would spend any time complaining about the so-called circular firing squad and the, you know, attacking each other all mm -hmm. the time, it's that like we need to learn to play a long game. Yeah. like the right has that's true you no know, they have been working on this project for a long long time consolidating their power getting their majority on the supreme court and even even when they have you know the senate and the supreme court and even back to the days when they had the house they're still victims right mm -hmm. they're yes. still yeah that's there's a war on christmas there's never been a war on christmas it's so dumb <laughs> yeah yeah so it, it's oh uh, and i just hope people you know, I, I think more people, if there's hope, it's because people are taking a look at what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. People are going to get caught up in listening to, mm -hmm. you know, spurious, you know, not so well motivated actors. You know, no one as smart as me, of course. Yes. Sarcasm <laughs> again. But, um, you know, I, I think a lot of people are just kind of like, oh, like this is going absolutely wrong. Mm -hmm. Every, like all, all of this stuff. And maybe it's more than just Trump. And they're, they're really appraising stuff. So that's where yeah. I have hope. Yeah, I hope too. people are paying attention and, uh, you know, we'll see how, I mean, anything could happen. You know, I mean, I, I, <laughs> everything has already happened in just this. <laughs> yes. Long, long. I don't know what else it be. If like aliens landed or, you know, like a sentient AI, like, you know, uh, wakes up and runs for president or whatever simulation theory people, uh, crazy ideas people have. But we'll see. Yep. I just hope we, we get through it. So I hope so, too. Well, thank you so much for doing this today. You bet. Joe. Thank you for it's having me, great. Stephanie. It's so much fun. Yeah. And watch for Joe to pop in in the Yappers group on Facebook. So I'll talk more about that later. Yeah. But anyway, I'll yeah, try to make it less yeah. argumentative. No. I, I, yeah, I have. It's a bad habit of mine. I'm one of those people <laughs> who will, you know, like the, you know, my wife's like, what are you doing? Something. Someone's wrong on the internet. You know? Someone's wrong on the internet. <laughs> they must keep you up all night. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why part of why I started doing what I'm doing is just to broadcast. So I'm not just arguing one on one with people. <laughs> Yeah, I guess you would probably get tired of you know arguing with you all the time. So I have probably... literally got tired myself <laughs> out doing that. So it's pretty good. I like that. Cool. Very cool. Well, thank you, Joe. Thank you, Stephanie. Thank you. Thanks for listening. I have no idea what the next episode will be, but I will know before you do. <laughs> Go to Facebook and join the Yappers group to say hi to Joe Payne and make some atheist friends. It's private, so no worries if you don't want everyone to know you're a heathen just yet. If you'd like to support this podcast, go to patreon.com slash your atheist pastor. Stay godless, everybody. 